Ayruvinda Fasadi Hayd, the last thing we we're discussing was the Mishnah at the bottom of Sadiq Zain Amud Bet, where a person was reading uh, a Megillah of some sort and it rolled out of his hands. He's allowed to roll it back, and if you were on the roof and it rolled out of your hand and it reached within a little bit over 10 tefahim, you're allowed to roll it back according to Tanakama. And if it's less than 10 tefahim from the ground, then you have to flip it over facing the, where the writing is facing the wall. And Rabbi Uda says, even if it's just a little bit off the ground, like the size of a needle, you could roll it back. And Rabbi Shimon says, even if it's on the ground, you could roll it back because it's only the Rabbanan, and the Rabbanan weren't gozer. I, in a case of uh, disrespecting Kitvea Kodesh. And with that, we're starting with the Gemara, second to last line on Sarizayin Amud Bet. This threshold that we're talking about between your house and Rashuta Yahid and Rashuta Rabim, what exactly are we talking about? If this threshold was four tefahim wide, ten tefahim tall, it's a reshuta yachid, and in front of it is reshuta rabim, and it fell to the reshuta rabim, and we're not worried that you're, that the entire Megillah is going to fall into reshuta rabim, and you're going to come and pick it up. Mani, who is this according to? Rabbi Shimon, it has to be according to Rabbi Shimon. He's the one who holds anything that is a Drabanan. It doesn't stand in front of Kedvah Kodesh, meaning Drabanan will go there up until uh, anything that is Kadosh. At that point, if it's about to be disgraced, Rabbanan said, okay, go do your thing, save it. Now, the question, Ema Sefa, look at the Sefa. Even if it's off the ground, just a little bit over, like, like a thread side. Even if it's on the floor, roll it back to you. Now, wait a second. How could that be? The Resha and the Sefa is Rabbi Shimon. In the middle, we just stopped for a break and we went to Rabbi Uda. In the middle was Rabbi Uda. Rabbi Amar, the Resha was talking about a Rishuta Yahid, this threshold is Rishuta Yahid, and it was this, it, and it was said according to Rabbi Uda. And what are we talking about? And we're talking about a Iskupa threshold that people walk on it. And if you leave the the, the book like that, then the, the Megillah like that, the entire Shabbat, almost a Shabbat, people are going to step on it. And therefore, Sharu, even according to everyone, even Rabbi Yehuda is going to say, Sharu Rabbanan, to roll that Sefer back to you, even though one part of it is in Rishut Arabim. Eti ve'abaya, Abaya has a problem. Rabba, I don't understand you. We have a Brayta that says, Toch arba amot If the Megillah only rolled away three to four amot, then uh, you could roll it back to you. More than uh, four amot. You flip it over that the, fa- that the writing is facing the wall or the ground. And you wait until Motzei Shabbat. And if we're talking about a situation with the threshold, people are stepping on it. What's the difference? What's the distance? At the end of the day, people are going to step on it. Ela Marabaye, Hachar, Mishnah, and the Brayta are talking about Biskupa Karmelit Askinan. It's a Karmelit. It's four by four, but it's not ten Tefahim tall. Ushuta Rabim Overet Lefanian. There's a Shuta Rabim in front of it. And this book fell from the Karmelit, Shuta Rabim, Toch Arba Amot. If it's within four Amot of the Iskopa, the Ina Filumaitela, if you pick it up and go get it, Loatel Duhayuf Hatat. You never get the Hayut Hayuf Hatat because you're only going from Shuta Rabim to Karmelit.
Therefore, Sharul Rabbanan Hachamim said, okay, then you could bring it back to you to the to the threshold. But if it went past four amot from the threshold, the imaytela I tell you the hayuv hatat because now you'll uh, if you bring it you'll you'll go you'll roll it four amot in a shul tarabim and that's a problem then you'd be, you'd be hayav hatat therefore lo sharul the rabbanan hachamim said did not allow you to get, to roll it back. So now the Gemara asks, if you're, what you're really worried about is a person going to roll it when it's outside of uh, four amot and you're going to get the sur Torah. Toch arba amot namin exayish also because if it only went two three amot why dilma me'ayel meshut arabim leshut yachid you might come to bring it all the way into the house from meshut arabim skip over the carmelit and take it into meshut arabim vechitem akevan dem afseket carmelit let them ban if you want to tell me because there's a carmelit in between meshut arabim and meshut yachid and there's not a problem veha amar rava rava said hamagvir chafetz mitchilat arba lesof arba vagvirah derech alav a person carries something for Amot from, in, let's say, in a shooter beam from one side to the other side for Amot, but you picked it up above your head and your head is over 10 Tefahim Hayav. Even though above you is uh, considered a Makom uh, Patur, bottom line is your Hayav. And the same idea would be over here a shooter beam to a shooter and you have a Carmelite in between. You'd also be Hayav. Stigma answers no. We're talking about in a long, a long threshold, meaning there has to be some sort of length or in, in meaning or width, whatever it is, from Rashut Harabim to Rashut Ahid, like a nice long area. That uh, in the meantime, it means if you pay, you rolled it up, you got it to the to the threshold. Now, by the time you walk to the to, to the Rashut Ahid, you'll remember. Oh man, I can't take the Rashut Ahid. And uh, even better, just of, even if you take it, even if you even you take it into Shulayhid, if you stopped in the, the in the iskupa, then uh, you'd be, it'd be like uh, stopping in the Carmelite, and you wouldn't be Hayav Hatat. or you could say We're talking about the shorter uh, threshold, and so we're not worried that you're going to do Why? Uh, because the minute you, because if you roll out of your hand, you pick it, you roll it back up. You want to see it for that half a second where you're going to make sure that nothing got ruined. That was you stopping in the Karmelit or in the in the Iskupa, and it's, you're not going to have a problem of carrying from Rishut Rabim to Rishut Yachid. So the Gemara asks, Maybe you'll look at it in Rishut Rabim. You'll take it, you'll pick it up over there outside, you'll look at it, and then then you'll bring it inside straight to Rishut Yahid without stopping in the Karmelit. Why aren't you worried about that? So the Gemara answers, Who's this Mishnah Braita who says you're allowed to, uh, you're allowed to carry to, uh, and bring it back to the threshold? Who's this according to? Ben Azaihi. All you have to do is just walk through the Carmelite area, and that's enough to make you patur. It's like as if you stood over there. So there's no possibility of you getting to an Isur de Oraita. So maybe you'll throw the Megillah across uh, the, the uh, across the threshold area and will go to the Shuta Yahid. Even Rabbi Hanan said, even Ben Azai will admit that Hachamim, when you're throwing something through the Carmelin, you'd be Hayav. Amar Rabbi Hanan, Zotomeret, En Mezarkin, Kidvea Kodesh. 
The Mishnah is not worried about that. Why? Because we are we, we know for a fact no one's going to start throwing around Megillot. No one's going to be that disrespectful. Next, we learned the Mishnah, a person was reading Megillah on uh, the roof, and it fell out of his hand, it rolled. If it didn't get to 10 uh, tefahim from the ground, you could roll it back. If it got to within 10 tefahim of the ground, then you flip it, uh, to, uh, that the writing should be towards the house. The Gemara asks, Umishara, you allowed to flip the writing? The people, the, the Sofrim who write the Sifre Torah, if they want to cover the the writing, so this way it doesn't get any dust, it doesn't get ruined. They don't allow them to flip the the entire parchment uh, upside down. Rather, you put uh, some sort of cloth on it. So why over here are they allowing them to uh, to, to flip it uh, uh, to flip it uh, that the writing is facing the house? You're not allowed to flip it. No, over there by the sofer, he could put something over, and therefore Hakim didn't give the hetter flipping it over. But when you're on the roof, there's no other way to do it. You can't. Uh, there's nothing to cover the entire sefer Torah, the entire megillah. And if you don't uh, flip it, it's even a worse problem. It's more disrespectful, especially it could get ruined. Therefore, Hakamim allowed you to flip over the 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 writing. You flip it over that the writing is facing the house. And the question is basically, why can't I just bring it back up to the roof? But it never landed on the ground. And if we're thinking like a roof like we have today, or even like they had back then, we don't understand the problem. It never landed, so why can't I roll it back? We're talking about a house where the roof is at a slant and it reaches all the way to the ground. So once it reaches within 10 tefahim of the ground, it's like already on the ground. So wait, I don't understand. What you, what you, how are you explaining our Mishnah? With the slanted roof? What about the Sefer? Even if it's within like a needle thread or whatever it is from the ground, he allows you to roll it back. Now, Rabbi Uda, how could you allow such a thing? But it landed already in Rashut Arabim. How do you allow you to bring it back? It's like my answer is, No, the, the Mishnah is missing, and this is what it really is supposed to be. What are we talking about? When do we say that you're not allowed to roll it back when it's a slanty roof that reaches almost to the ground? But in a wall, in a, I guess in a wall that is not a slanty, uh, it's low anything above uh, three tfahim from the ground you could roll it back up to you anything less than three tfahim flip it upside down so it doesn't get ruined now Rabbi Yehuda holds even if it's just a, like a thread size over uh, over the ground you're allowed to roll it back because it, for him in order for it to be considered in Rishut Rabim, it has to land on something. If a person threw something from Rishut Rabim, Rishut Yahid, or vice versa, and if it went within three tfahim of the ground, your patur, according to the Rabbanan, because according to Rabbanan, you need to, uh, to, uh, to sit on something. Say that Rabbah was saying something that is a machlok. Rabbah holds like Rabbi Yehuda, and uh, Hachamim 
hold that you don't need it to land on something. And even if it went within three tfahim of the ground, it's as if it was on the ground. So now the question is very simple, Rabbah. It sounds like you're holding uh, like Rabbi Uda over uh, Rabbanan. It sounds like you're holding with the Yahid over the Rabim. Ela kula Rabbi Uda. You have to say the entire Mishnah is according to Rabbi Uda. And there was missing words, and this is the way you're really supposed to say it. The, uh, the Mishnah goes as follows. When is it that if it rolled and it's within 10 Fahim of the ground, you can't roll it back? If it's a slant, you roof, which means the slant is all the way to the ground. But if it's a roof that is not slanted, and th- therefore if it, it like, never landed on the ground, even if it's less than 3 Fahim off the ground, you're allowed to roll it back to you. Why should it be? That means because Rabbi Uda holds that since it's anything above the ground, even if it's the size of a thread of a needle, you're allowed to roll it back. My Tama, what's his reason? I needed to land on something and it never landed on anything. Now the next Mishnah, Ziz Shalifne Halon. You have a plank, a piece of wood. It's Fort Fahim by Fort Fahim wide. It's sticking out of your window and it's 10 Fahim off the ground. People in Ashut Yahid could put their stuff on it, take off their stuff on it, and bring it home. Not a problem. So the Gemara asks, "How is this plank that's coming out of the wall, uh, out of the window? Where is it going to?" If it's if it's now on top of Rishut Harabim, maybe something. If you put a cup over there, the cup will fall, go into Rishut Harabim, and now you'll go pick up uh, the cup from Rishut Harabim. It's a problem. Oh, you want to tell me that it's uh, facing to your front yard and it's Rishut Yahid? Then you don't have to tell me this. I know this already. No, it's going out and into And what are you allowed to put it on? That we said you're allowed to put it on. What does that exactly mean? Cups that will break, uh, things that will break, glass, uh, ceramic, things that will break. And that's why you know you're not. If it breaks, you're not going to pick it up from Rishut Arabim. We have a right like that. A plank that's coming out of uh, from the window. It's over You could put on it kearot, bowls, kosot, cups, smaller cups, different types of plates. And you could use the entire wall. Until the 10 tefahim that are the closest to the ground. Anything shorter than 10 tefahim is already part of Rishut Rabim and you can't take it out. Now, so if you have another plank on top of it, so you have two planks, one on top of the other, you could use the bottom one throughout the entire plank, and the top plank, you're only allowed to use uh, by the area uh, that's facing the window, meaning anything to the right of the window, anything to the left of the window, you're not allowed to use. So the Gemara asks, "Hi Ziz Hechidami, this uh, the top Ziz. What does it what, what does it look like? What's going on with it? Idelit be'arba. If it doesn't have four tefahim wide by four tefahim, makom patur. It's a makom patur. V'afilu keneged halono nami lo ishtemesh. You shouldn't be able to use even next to the window because we're always worried because it's so small it's gonna fall off and you're gonna come pick it up from Mishut Arabim. 
And if it has four tefahim, use the entire wall. The bottom one has four by four. And the top one does not have four by four. And the window is completing its four tefahim by four tefahim. Therefore, keneged halon mishtamesh. By the window facing the window on that top plank, you're allowed to use that. Why? Because it becomes dehore halon. It becomes like the holes in the window, which you're part of the window, and you're allowed to use it. The high gisa, the high gisa, but to the sides of the, to the right side of the window, left side of the window, since it's not four tefahim wide and it's on itself asur, you're not allowed to take things from it, put it into the house, and vice versa. Next, A person can stand in Rishut Yahid, has his hand outside in Rishut Rabim and carry it in Rishut Rabim, or vice versa, Bishut Rabim, and move something that's in Rishut Yahid. And we're not worried you're going to come to take it out or you're going to come to move it in the, in the, uh, in the other uh, side of the, the Rishut that the thing is in. As long as you don't move the thing from the four amot that was originally there. And again, a person shouldn't stand in a shuta yahid and make to the shuta rabim or the opposite, or stand in a shuta rabim and make into the shuta yahid. Do not spit from one shoot to the other. Even when Saliva is collected in your mouth. Now you're not allowed to walk four amot with it in your mouth until you spit it out, because it's considered as if it's not in your body. Now the Gemara says, in front of Rav the following Mishnah. A person shouldn't should not. Stand in Rishuta Yahid and carry something that's in Rishuta Rabim because he's worried you might come to carry from one Rishut to the other Rishut. Amar Le Sorav told Rav Hinana, Why are you changing the Gersa in our Mishnah? Shabak Rabbanan Dabat Kerbi Meir, you left Rabbanan, now you're following Rabbi Meir. And the Gemara explains who Savar Rav Hanina felt. If the Sefa, meaning the next Mishnah, is going to be Rabbi Meir, then the first Mishnah is also Rabbi Meir. And that's why you should say, It's not true. Sefa, you're right, is Rabbi Meir. No, it's not Rabbi Meir, it's Rabbanan. And therefore, a person can carry from one shoot to another shoot if he's, if he's just putting his hand out. We'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Amen Amen.